0: Welcome back on the path. For some reason, I like to get up early at 8 a.m. on Sundays now and record. As oh yeah, this is all things witcher. You know what it is. Lucy, (laughs) Lucy, why? Why am Um, I up so early again?
1: I don't know. We've gotten into this habit now of doing late Saturday nights, early Sunday mornings recordings. I mean, it works okay for me, but per you. What is Is it? it, What time is it there? 8 a.m.
0: It is eight oh nine AM on a Sunday. And I didn't sleep in yesterday because I was like, I'll just sleep in Sunday. And as soon as I got up, I won't. The Lord's Day. It is. It is the Lord's Day. But we have a returning, the first returning special guest Mm. for On the Path. And who is that?
2: It's me. It's specimen. Am I really the first returning guest? That's a bit of an honor.
0: You are the first returning guest. Yeah, for On the Path. The first one would have been Tracy if you go back to previous. Lore of the canon <laughs> of the canon show, it would have been her, but no, welcome back. And again, just a brief intro to yourself for people that are new.
2: Uh, yeah, so my name is Specimen. Uh, I make Gwent content on Twitch and YouTube. Um, I got into Witcher actually through the Witcher Free. I was watching some uh reviews of like what game I should buy. I was at university, I didn't have much money, and I was like, right, it's time to get into a single player game, and someone uh gave it a 10 out of 10. So I was like, right, I'll go down to CEX. Bought it um. for like 15 pounds secondhand um started playing it and then of course and then of course Witcher 3 uh just turned into my favorite game mainly Gwent within it like I just I was I remember sitting in bed at university like listening to the Gwent music I was like <laughs> and then my friend I was like this is sick you've got to Did try you this play later.
0: Gwent the first playthrough
2: Oh yeah mate. You That's did it. okay. Basically, Interesting. Basically all I okay. did I got wow. super in it straight away. That is <laughs> rare.
0: Yeah, did you have a previous collectible card game like experience or something like that? Um,
2: ever- I used to play like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh when I was very okay. young. Mm-hmm. Like I used to collect like football cards and stuff um so like definitely a little bit and I think even like probably like a year or two before I tried Yu-Gi-Oh on my phone and Pokemon on my phone but like didn't get into it too much but yeah like from there I mean it took me a very long time to complete Witcher 3 I'm very bad at like completing single-player games I'm much more of a competitive player mm-hmm. um but then maybe like after I finally finished it a year later um I was on the PlayStation store looking for a free game because I had no money and I found Gwent randomly had like a standalone game and then from there I've just like Played it a whole bunch and like really become like in love with the lot. I've even got a Witcher chair.
1: Oh, I'm obsessed with the Witcher chair. I think they look great.
0: How did you get said Witcher chair?
2: CDPR actually sent it to me for free. Wow.
0: You must do something special for them. (laughs) What do you do for them?
2: (laughs) Yeah. So I, I, of the last year, I did um, some casting for a Gwent event and also I was an analyst somehow. I'm not really sure how that happened Mm. uh, for some of the like the esports on Gwent. So that's pretty cool. Um that's something that like when I first started streaming which which actually 4 years ago in 2017 that was oh, a wow. goal of mine um to do that at some point and uh yeah that happened that was pretty cool um, I might even move to Warsaw where where CPR are based that's my plan for this year that's like how much like the witch universe has kind of impacted everything you know
1: That would be amazing I've never been to Poland but one of my very closest friends is from um I never know how to pronounce it but it's like Rocklaw, I think Um, And she just said like all the main cities in Poland are amazing to visit and they're, you know, like quite not expensive either. So you can go and have like a really good long weekend and not, you know, completely break the bank. So I think it'd be a lovely place to live, especially if you want to get more involved with CDPR.
2: Yeah, I've got a visit planned for April. It's the first time I've been abroad since I was 18. Unbelievable. So it's already like just making me, you know, that that thought of like getting out is just making me do, you know. Mm. So I'm pretty excited. Just gotta try and get a visa because of Brexit. That's the only. uh, Do you
1: really? You can't. Oh God, I didn't even think about that.
0: We have talked about that because we just went over the European unit in my world geography class, and so much of teaching that I actually had to change it because of the amount of countries in the European Union. And I think they were like, was it 28? I'm like, oh, fucking Brexit. Um, I think I might be 27 now. And then I had to explain Brexit to them. And of course, we were just like, oh, why'd they leave? And I'm like, well.
2: That's a good question. Uh, yeah, Very I'm good like, question.
0: I, and I'm like, okay, this is a ninth grade class. We don't need to get into this. <laughs> just know that they've left. So it's, you are a partnered streamer. And yeah, I remember that. Cause I have a founder's badge in your yeah, stream. Yeah. OG, gee, oh, the, oh, oh, the old Sabrina days from oh. Beta Gwent. That's in
2: 2017. Isn't it?
0: Oh my God. I just remember, cause I, at that time, I think I was watching it on my PlayStation and I wasn't even like watching it on like the computer that much. And I just saw him and I was like, okay, this guy's kind of high energy and just the Sabrina and it was wild. And then you play like Wars or not, I guess it wasn't Warzone, I guess just Call of Duty or whatever it was been around a bit. I got to ask you this because I was streaming last night and I just tilted hard Mm -hmm. and tilting. If you don't know what tilting is, that means I got rather upset and playing Gwent, uh, I played 23 matches like the whole evening, 17 of them were against Siege and just Nilfgaard and I drew poorly. And I I was I was drinking, but I was having fun. I just I went just went off and mm-hmm. I felt really fucking bad. It was terrible. People had to like you know talk me off the ledge in the stream, oh no, you're good, we love you, blah, blah, blah. But in a weird way, it was kind of cathartic because I felt bad at the time, but now I kind of feel in a way good, like I let out a lot of these frustrations. And you are a full-time streamer like how many hours a day would you say you stream
2: um that's a really good question I, I used to be doing like eight ten hours like okay. of went every day whereas so now much. I'm really looking at more like I've really like reeled it in I'm doing like three or four hours of Gwent, sometimes more like, I can sometimes stream Gwent for 10 hours but like usually just three or four okay uh, so and then I might stream some other stuff afterwards
0: Okay, so when you have those moments where it just comes out and like for you, it's hundreds of people watching, how do you feel about that? Like in that moment and then afterwards, and then like, how do you deal with that?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. I think like, um, as I say, like one thing that I've changed a lot was before when it was just something I was like really wanting to do as like a part-time and like something I wanted to pursue. I was happy to play like eight, 10 hours a day. Obviously, when as I play the same game every day, it's a competitive game. You know, I play at like a reasonably high level. You can get proper frustrated with it and fed up. Um, And also you've got people in the chat, which don't help a lot of the time, you know, like you make a mistake, you've got people going, Oh, you
1: know, (laughs) Um,
2: that's a
0: problem you have also again, because you're one of the biggest names again, with YouTube and creation, uh, like content creation of it, you get just people and I see it, I don't really go into the Gwent subreddit, but I'll see it get brought up. And again, obviously you cast as well. So you just have a target on you for all of the trolls. And that's just, again, has to be so tough. I just could not imagine like having that all the time, just being in that spotlight.
2: Yeah, it's 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 not like, it's not great. But I think like, fortunately for me, I do have a lot of people that have my back, you know, like members yeah. of the community. Like um, when there's been Reddit posts, like a lot of people stand up, but there's like other streamers who like, there's one in particular that people always moan about them in my stream. And like, that's the kind of person I feel more sorry for in that sense, but in terms of tilt, really, um, like I definitely am not someone to like shy away if I'm mad. I will, I will let people know I'm mad because at the end of the day, that's also entertainment. You know, people actually want to see like the emotions you go through. Mm. But I definitely do overstep the line a lot of the time, and I'm like probably shouldn't have said that, particularly when I've got you know aspirations of like working with CDPR and sometimes yeah. <laughs> and like all sorts of stuff like that. But I, it just kind of is what it is, and I think um, like. It's not necessarily a bad thing to get tilted. I've kind of come to the conclusion. I mean, like, if you look at some of the biggest streamers, like XQC is a big example. He's the most popular streamer on Twitch by like a very large margin. And there's multiple clips of him smashing his fists against the table. In fact, smashing his feet against the table. (laughs) Um, So when I sort of realized that, I I don't think it's a bad thing to let it out. But I think I'm also like, you know, I was um, a primary school teacher. I am quite patient generally. So like I can sort of deal with like people in the chat. And I like mm-hmm. just if they try and say something funny, I'll just you know give them something back or so. But I have also found like because I play Gwent so much, I'm very confident that like mm-hmm. if someone in chat tells me I'm doing something wrong, I like, you know, I feel like I'm you know I can tell them, nah, mate, um this is fine. When when I've played other games that I've been trying to improve at like I've been playing Legends of Runeterra Terror recently, there's been people in the chat just saying, Oh my god, that was so obvious. And I'm like, <laughs> <"You> little literally, <laughs> you take that You're back. back. Like, that's when it really is so I think it's just one of them ones I'm so used to Gwent where like hmm. you do get frustrated but at the same time you know like it's kind of inevitable and also like I've taken a few breaks like days off weeks off like before I would stream every day and I mean to be fair I do still but like I'm not afraid to take like a week off now if, if I feel like I need it you know.
1: I think that's the point I'm at with Gwent at the moment like I'm, I think I'm at like rank 14 now and I go through phases of just losing 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 and there's a lot of people in the chat that are really helpful and then there's some people that are just like why do that yeah, yeah. why 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 and I'm like I don't actually know like I'm like you said I'm not confident in enough at it at the moment to like also keep up with the stream and the chat whilst also trying to get to grips with new cards I'm coming up against new sort of styles of play so I'm at a, I'm at a stage where at the moment I'm going to be starting a new game on stream tonight and I'm like excited for a break from going because yeah, yeah. to- <laughs> I want, to, I want to keep enjoying Gwent, so I don't want to keep playing it to the point where I'm, like, not enjoying it as much anymore. So I think I'll probably go from playing, I think, God of War I'm going to start tonight, and then maybe I'll do, like, a couple of rounds of Gwent at the end okay. just to keep it, like, keep it fresh with me because I don't want to get, like, still with it myself. Smith, so, yes, have you played God of War?
2: Yeah, I have, actually. I've played the first one. I never actually finished it. Do you know, before um I got my PC, which is when I sort of got back into Gwent stream and I had, like... Four or five months, six months without Gwent. It got discontinued on PlayStation at one point. And God of War was one of the games I picked up then. My little brother loves it. And in fact, Vixit, who's a Twitch streamer, she's actually working on God of War 2. She's pretty cool. He's a friend of Rashid's. So Mm -hmm. that's really cool. So I'm definitely looking forward to trying the second one. I do need to get a PS5 still. I don't have that.
1: Thinking of getting the new xbox but i don't think i need it now and then like some people are saying playstation 5s are amazing but like i've got my pc and so i don't know whether i will bother getting the next gen console but and especially now that god of war has come out on pc mm-hmm. is there as many games that are console uh like limited to consoles now
2: i mean you get all of the xbox ones on pc anyway because it's yeah. Microsoft. whereas playstation the main one is horizon zero dawn 2 which is out soon that is a game I really want to play, but I'm not... And that's PlayStation 5.
1: exclusive, is it?
2: Yeah, yeah. Is the, it? The original's on PC, Yeah. So God of War, but I don't think they're going to put that out on PC. I could be, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they'll limit that to PS5 because it's a bit of a console seller, you know?
1: Mm-hmm, exactly.
0: I know as far as PlayStation exclusives, it was just the Uncharted series, which I don't know if they're even going to do anything with that, and then Ghost of Tsushima. Like, that's kind of why I had that, but that was on the PS4, and yeah, I think everything I'll have will just be PC
2: related is
1: the last of us as well is that yeah, playstation that, exclusive
2: yeah yeah
1: i'd they love to play that yeah
2: i'm actually um looking at getting a nintendo switch soon i've been wanting i've always one for been a tempted yeah. time. and every time i've like mentioned it I've, you know my dad's been like, of oh, what a waste of money mate yeah <laughs> i'm getting that if um, i could
0: but, easily give yeah. you mine i would because it's been back there i, <laughs> I have not a i haven't Mario touched football
2: it football game coming out yeah too. I haven't touched that. That's the nail in the coffin. Also, like I want to play the Pokemon games, man. I miss that. Mm. When I was a teacher, there was a kid in my class that was always I would always ask him questions about his Switch and his Pokemon games. And then he'd always try and quiz me, he'd go, What color is a shiny Charizard? And I'd be like, it's black, mate. Come on, you're have to try harder than that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely screw them. Yeah, anytime anime gets brought up or anything with that, like Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon anime, I'm just like, no. Like, do you like anime? I'm like, no. I got Miyazaki. If you ask me about the Miyazaki movies or Ghibli, yes, but otherwise, no. All right, well, Specy, it's glad to have you here. Before we get going, we have a review of the show to talk about. What's up, guys? I've been a fan since the Oxford chapter-by-chapter breakdowns. I love what you were doing back then, but I'm stoked that I kept an eye on the feed because the deep dives of all things Witcher between you and Lucy have been more than I could have hoped for. Thanks for the content, the tangents, and everything in between. I'm here for all of it and absolutely love the revamp revamp, reformat of the cast, y'all. And this is from y'all. Mark, who uh, has a podcast called Good Times Are Killing Us. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for that. That was left on Apple. And That's a lovely would... one. Yes, it is. And it was a five-star review. We will read all five-star reviews on Apple, but also please rate us on Spotify. Five stars as well. I think we're up to, last I saw, 36 on there. So that is steadily yeah. rising. But yeah, please rate and review the podcast it means a lot. It helps when people search for any kind of Witcher podcast or something like that. I don't know if mine is affected in my search engine. So maybe I should ask somebody to actually search Witcher podcast. I did that the other up. day at work. Okay. And
1: just someone unrelated just to search Witcher podcast and we came up second.
0: Oh, nice. Good. Yes. What was first?
1: Oh, I can't remember. It was something I didn't recognize at all, though.
0: Okay, maybe it was like the official one or something like that. Something like that, Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's why you put the uh, Witcher podcast in there. So again, also please just tell people about it. A biggest thing also isn't just the rating or reviews. Tell people about it. One thing I know I was able to post about on the Netflix Witcher subreddit. I know the regular Witcher subreddit, you cannot self-promote or anything like that anything else like that just tell people about it tell other creators about it again like to get in contact with other people who like the witcher as well that will help promote this honestly more than anything and will support us also we will have no spoilers i keep saying we'll have no spoilers for future episodes but i think we kind of do there won't be any spoilers for anything major down the road or anything like that from something that could be in the books we might bring up something that is in maybe the next episode or something because again by now I don't think anybody's actually watching an episode and then listening to this and Mm. watching another episode. So there might be something, but there won't be anything too spoilery. Like we won't spill anything happening too big in the upcoming episodes. This also won't be scene by scene in order, but rather just major points of discussion that we will talk about. And again, as anybody who has been a regular listener, we will bounce all over the place kind of stream of conscious. So with that being said, y'all ready to go? Yep.
1: Ready.
2: Ready.
0: So we'll lead off here with Lydia and rents. And I know they say it like riots or Rience. That's how they say it, right?
1: I think they say Rience, Yeah.
0: Okay. And again, I know, especially you might be in this boat as well, because there's been a rinse card in Gwent for a little bit now, but his art has been there for years yeah. and there's a voice line and he says rinse, And so I've just learned to say it as rinse. So for those that are like, he's saying it wrong. <laughs> I heard it years ago. I'll, I have to call him Rince.
2: I am in. Uh, I am in the club of Rience. Okay, so
0: Reince. you're you're Rience,
2: Lucy. I don't even you? know if that's even.
1: I might put like, like a little a little Juge on it and be Rience.
0: Okay, so basically, we're all going to annoy everybody here, as it's probably like we're all probably saying it wrong. But all right, Lydia and Rince. Chris Fulton is the actor who plays Rince. His performance is my favorite of the season. I absolutely love it. It is understated. It doesn't go into, ooh, I'm the bad guy. I'm going to do all this. I just absolutely love it. And he's cut as hell. Mm. That workout that he got into, I, I need to get on that. But I like to cook and eat too much.
1: Yeah, he does look great. And I really loved his performance as well. I wasn't familiar with the character of Rientz before going into this episode or this series as a whole. So I didn't know too much about his background or anything. Uh, but I thought he was amazing. Yeah, he was like a bad guy, but he wasn't um, too over the top. Or too dramatic um and something i want to ask you about is when he's in the jail in the opening scene lydia mentions that he crossed Calante without covering his tracks do we know what she's referring to there are we supposed to know what she's referring to like what he did to end up in prison
0: no i believe that's that's show created i don't think he oh, ever okay. had any history And especially i should have asked you this before where have you gotten up to reading in the books
2: uh, do you know, I think since I last spoke to you, I've not read any further. I read uh, <laughs> Voodoo, uh, Okay. Story in the in the short stories. So I think okay. I've got like one uh, short story left of that. And then I did actually read a bit of Blood of Elves, so I I started it wrong. My sister bought me that for Christmas like three years ago. So I started that a little bit. And then I realized. Okay, around.
0: so you haven't gotten up to where Rince is in Blood of Elves? Nah. Okay, because that that comes actually pretty quick. And it's with like Yennefer and all then. But no, this appears to be something show created. And I don't know if they did it to remind people about Kalantha, like to just say Kalantha is here and she's dead. Or Mm. I don't know, because like, you know, they they really led into the scene to say, hey, whoever this Lydia person is, she is not working for for Nilfgaard. And they're going to team up for this as well. Because again, from the books, Rince knows who he's working for, as opposed to here, he doesn't really know who he's working for, like who Lydia is working for, but he does know in the book. So this was and a good introduction, I think, to and Lydia also, I forgot to look up the actor's name. She just kind of has an unsettling demeanor as well. And I'm and I'm here for that also.
1: Yeah, I agree. She just seems a little bit off in some way. There was a scene later on where Jennifer comes in and she's like a bit drunk and she's like a sloppy drunk in that scene, whereas like. Lydia gave me a vibe of someone who's, like, a bit drunk and a bit menacing. And you would just wouldn't want to be around her because you don't know what she's
2: up to. I'm a big fan of those two characters in the show. Like, just the way that Reince, like, clicks his fingers, like, um mm. as well. It's like someone with a lighter, like, something someone would just do with a lighter, but he's doing it with clicking. I thought that was very cool. Can we all um, like... Yeah, exactly. And, and it's like, while he's in the jail as well, like, it just gives you this, like oh who is this guy like he doesn't look good he's a bad man you know like what's going on there and obviously like they, they have a bit different with the fire magic don't they compared to um the books uh, and the games as well like fire magic is like very forbidden um and it like re-drains you but he seems to have like master like we obviously saw Yennefer at the end of season one um he's fire magic and now she's lost her powers whereas Rian seems to just be able to use it willy-nilly
1: because I think in a previous episode of the podcast, I think I asked Brett, like, what is the quack with fire magic being banned? Because I don't understand how she was able to use it or anything. And then Rience gives us this nice little explanation um, in the scene he's in with Yaskia, where he says it's forbidden, but only because it's too powerful and it usually consumes a person. And there's also, I remember in the Battle of Sodom, Fringilla has a couple of mages turn themselves into the fireballs that they like have fire over to Um, Yennefer and that, and they literally disintegrate those two mages who use it. Um, So then Yennefer just loses her powers and then Rian's able to use it without being completely consumed, but he says that it has consumed his soul. So I guess he's evil because of using it.
0: The snaps of the fingers are unnerving as well. Like the whole demeanor is unsettling with everything, but the snaps, and then yeah, as he does it into Yaskier and then snaps in front of his face, and Joey Beatty's response to it was great.
1: I was quite pleased that we get a really good moment for Joey Beatty to shine in this episode. Like he shows now that he can do a serious, a really serious scene where he's, you know, he's being tortured and you still get a few little quips in there while he's being tortured. Um, it's not completely serious, but I thought he was amazing in this scene and completely, you know, loyal. Is This was something else I had to ask as well, because... He's saying here, you know, Geralt doesn't have any friends. He doesn't have any weaknesses. He doesn't know anything about Geralt. And then I keep seeing on um, Twitter that Geralt, or sorry, Yaskier actually does know where Morhen is. And I can't remember if he actually did or not. So like, was he lying to Rian? Or does he genuinely not know where any of these things are?
0: In the show, he. I don't think he knows.
1: I don't think he does either. Yeah, I don't think he I does. Thought that. He just I said in the was...
0: mountains, and I think yeah. that's all he knows. It's in the mountains, especially. Mm-hmm. Do you recall anything of that? Maybe from the games or something.
2: I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure if he knew, I don't think he would be able to hold his tongue. To be yeah. honest, like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. He like, would it, have loved to have you know. Yeah,
0: and he says, "My lips are loose." Ask anybody, which is yeah. kind of a double <laughs> entendre there. No, I, am pretty sure he doesn't know. In the, yeah, the I main... so. Yeah, and the main change here is they had a falling out in the show. You know, this is the first—I think it was last episode. It was the first time Yaskir comes back yeah. after Bounds of Reason, I think, was it the, the Golden Dragon one? That was yeah. a short story. I can't remember what the episode was, what the episode title was in the first season with the Golden Dragon villain Trenton. No,
1: I've, I can't remember either.
0: I don't remember. Anyway, that's when he told him "fuck off," and like Yaskir was gone. And yeah, from Blood of Elves, they're they're still like friends. And when Yaskier does, I'm sorry, when Yen does save Yaskier, she does have her magic. She burns the shit out of Rince, and they don't like each other. I think I've mentioned that before. Mm -hmm. Yaskier and Yennefer really don't like each other at all. And it's a very touching moment in Blood of Elves when Yen frees Yaskier and says, thank you. Thank you for being a friend to Geralt. Because at this point, Yen and Geralt have had their falling out. They're not talking, you know. Dear friend, and all that is uh, <laughs> is to come up, and it's a very good moment. And in here, they've kind of they're not as antagonistic. Especially, what do you think about yaskier's kind of character?
2: I really like it. You know, like Dandelion in the game was like the one character when I played it. Like I hadn't read the books or anything when I first played the game. I didn't really like him. I thought like a bit mm. over the top. Like his outfit,
0: I wasn't <laughs> the really, outfit, yeah,
2: bit, yeah. I was a bit confused, felt a bit out of place. But yeah, Yaskir, like I just feel like um actor nails it and it's like seems very real and like uh I've also noticed there's quite a lot of like hints that he could be uh homosexual perhaps as well like maybe and I don't know just like feels like there's a lot going on with that character like and uh really do enjoy it and I like the songs as well I do like the songs a lot
1: yeah the songs are great um I think I still do love Toss a Coin more but Burn Butcher Burn is definitely I don't know there's something about it it's a, there's a lot more it's a lot deeper and more meaningful isn't it toss a coins like this jolly little a tune from series 1 but now it seems to have gotten a little bit more serious with second uh, with the second series
0: Burn butcher burn why would I say it like that Burn <laughs> butcher burn has grown on me completely when I first heard it okay this is their toss a the coin I'm like nah It didn't work but again as we watch these episodes and i know we've all seen it three or four times by now it's grown on me and it's even in my head a little bit now but toss a coin the other day that song popped in my head and it still is not old and it's not annoying and man they just talk about lightning in a bottle with a song they hit on that and in a way it's almost a curse because they'll never get another one like that right
1: yeah i doubt it's not gonna hit as well as toss a coin did anyway
2: I do like Burn Butcher Burn. You can also like sing it very aggressively when you've got like a nice sport mm. or igney and you're playing Gwen and you you know <laughs> that was what I was doing quite a lot after watching the first uh, the second season.
0: That's a good thing. I'm going to do that before you can. I'm going to make that a command now to whenever you scorch your Igni burn, but your burn. There you go. We, we can all do it. We all streamed went. we can all do that can be our thing that we all had. Uh, but you, you you will have credit for it because you brought it up and it's on, on record recorded. So one thing I noticed this also, Yen cusses a lot. Have you, mm. did, you, did
1: y'all notice that? Is that just yes. me? I noticed and I love it.
0: Okay. Okay. And it just, it, okay, Lucy, why do you love it?
1: I don't know. Compared to her character in the game, we don't. I don't think we see a lot of that, but I think she's in a really shitty situation and she's really frustrated. She's lost everything and everything is going badly. So I think if I was in that situation, I would be cursing a lot as well. <laughs> so it made, it made it seem a little bit real for me, although I see a lot of people complaining about it. Um, do I, they I don't complain
0: know. about it because... It's not ladylike for women to cuss I and so. women shouldn't I cuss.
1: Yeah, I think that's why, because Gerald, you know, curses a lot. And that's, you know, sometimes all all he says in a scene <laughs> is fuck. <laughs> but So, yeah, I think it is maybe people don't like seeing women curse as much, but I think in the moment it's warranted.
2: I liked it at first, but I felt like it was overdone a bit. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like at some point it was like the right, it was almost lazy writing just to like, it was like too cheap to just keep going for it, you know? um like I definitely thought like Yennefer's the kind of character that like should be swearing and that's calm uh she was calling Reince the fire fucker for example <laughs> so, <laughs> I kind of like it but also I kind of don't you know like it's a bit of a weird like at first I was kind of vibing with it but after maybe like the 17th one I was like okay maybe some other because Yennefer's dialogue like I'm I'm replaying Witcher 3 at the moment and just her just whenever she's on screen her dialogue is just so good and mm. I know in that book, um, even though I've not got to that part, like there's lots of letters that Yennefer writes that are sort of um, like they make a like a reference to it at some point, right? But like if you read the dialogue in the letters, just so good. So for, to pick Yennefer as this character to have just swearing and not much else is a little unfortunate, I think, and a bit of a missed opportunity.
1: At one point, does she, uh, it might be the next episode actually, but when they see Rianne's and she says, I score shithead, this is a firefucker." fucker. <laughs>
2: It's pretty funny, but it's also <laughs> so a little cheap. You know? Yeah, I know the, what
0: you mean. And I do like the way that she burned Rince, the fake yeah. drunk, because she has to use her brain here. She's got to think outside the box she doesn't have magic. And she burns them just like she did in Blood of Elves, but done very differently. And I like it. It, it was done very well. And yeah, y- uh, Yaskir and Yen. And then Yen, her violet eyes, the, the violet eyes with her shawl or cloak or whatever, mm. are just popping it looks great doesn't it it? is and it's a good look and i like to see color i know i brought that up before i like to see color and it's something not done enough in medieval fantasy stuff so color is good all right so now we're moving on to istrid and geralt and geralt goes through the portal and he has he has to gather himself because you know he he hates portals (laughs) istrid calls him mr rivia (laughs) and i died at that line and him just, Mr. Rivia. And I, I think I'm going to call Geralt Mr. Rivia from now on. But I just got a massive kick out of that line.
1: Yeah, I loved that bit where Geralt first arrives um through the portal. And he, Istrid's like saying, who the fuck are you? And Geralt's like, got to take a moment because obviously he hates portals. I think that might have been at the end of the last episode, actually. I was waiting for Geralt to say the line, mm. I hate portals.
2: <laughs> but he portals said something else. Thumb, doesn't he? Yeah, you yeah,
1: exactly. It
2: yeah.
0: I think everybody was just like waiting. Yeah. The, the, the DiCaprio meme or the the Bart <laughs> Simpson say the line Bart meme of just the portals. And I guess maybe that's one of those, maybe it's good they didn't do it. Maybe it would have been too would that have been just cheap pandering if they would have done it, yeah. or would that have actually been I good? Saw,
1: I saw Henry do an interview where he didn't want to copy yeah. Doug Cockle and he didn't want to just steal lines from the game. So he wanted to pay homage as such by doing something slightly similar and not completely just copying the lines, which I guess makes sense, but I guess it would be a nice little Easter egg for game for game fans if we got one or two. We get wins howling every now and then, don't we? If you have the subtitles on, like I do.
0: Do you think his performance is kind of close to Doug Cockle's?
1: Well, he's got the British or like an English accent rather than the American accent. So it doesn't seem too similar to me, but I think he's... Compared to Henry's natural voice, Geralt's is much lower and, like, raspier. Rough. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: It's how he experienced, like, the witch universe first. It's similar to me. Like, I feel like I would have struggled with the show a lot more if, like, it was, like, if Geralt was portrayed very, very differently, you know. Mm. I just feel like the character of Geralt has done so well in, in Witcher 3 that I'm I'm quite glad that, you know, there's a lot of similar, like, it just sort of fits that, like, sarcastic, dark humor you know that kind of vibe. Like I just feel like it. Uh, it does work very well, and I think that the fact that Henry Cavill is like happy to to make it so similar mm-hmm. you know, shows like the great work that Doug did. Have you played Witcher two? Not yet. I've watched so many videos on it. I'm so scared uh, to do the game. I've not even got to Blood and Wine yet. I'm <gasps> oh, <Atrocious. Wondering. laughs> do that I'm trying to get there. I've I'm, I'm in I'm in Skellige <laughs> at the moment, and the objective is to get to Blood and Wine. So, but. Yeah, I've been in Skellige for like two months now.
0: <laughs> Wait, nice you're on a replay though. You've beat the game and you've played Hearts of Stone? Yes.
2: Okay. I've been in the game like three times or, okay, maybe that's not true. I've been in the game like once or twice, but I've played the game and sort of like, I'm bad at commitment. So like, <laughs> I've got to like a certain point and then stop. But like certainly like, the what I've been in, White, I've done White Orchard like eight or nine times, I reckon.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. I tried to play The Witcher Two. I couldn't get through it. It's just old mm-hmm. enough. I'm not gonna fight anybody about that. Don't message me. If you love the Witcher Two, because you <laughs> played it before The Witcher Three, cool, cool. I'll knock yourself out. I think, and it's something if I ever talked to Doug Doug Cockle, I would love to ask him about. I think his performance is so much better in The Witcher Two. Oh. The Witcher Three is so much more gruff. It's so much to me less emotional. The Witcher Two, it's so much different. And I know Lucy, I think you watched me play it uh, through it when I was I playing through it. Things, yeah. yeah. Did you notice it? Di- I noticed a stark difference yeah. in his voice and just everything about it. And I loved it so much more than The Witcher Three. Because You're I so do was- think I was gonna say, uh-huh. I just I, I've said it time and time again. I do think it gets lost on Geralt in like the books and his characterization, he waxes philosophically, he goes on these diatribes. He's not short-spoken, if you want to call it. He's not gruff to me in that. Like, he almost at times just doesn't shut the hell up. And I just, I I want to see more of that. And Mm -hmm. I was hoping to see more of it in season two. I don't think we got it. And I just, but now it's probably too late to do it because then it might be weird if he doesn't have this. But I just, I don't know. I I kind of wanted to to see more emotion Mm -hmm. from Geralt that is from, especially like from, I can feel it more in The Witcher 2 and definitely from like the books.
1: Yeah, because there was times when I was watching you play Witcher two, and I'm sure there was one scene where we were like, "Is that Doug Cockle? Like he sounded so different that we didn't yeah. even think it was Doug Cockle."
0: It was so good. He's good in the Witcher three. Don't get me wrong, but
1: I just oh, yeah. it, it
0: just seemed more emotion in the in the Witcher two, mm. and the Witcher two. The problem with the Witcher two, I think, is honestly just the gameplay of it being 2011 and it just being before. And the Witcher three and a lot of newer RPGs just spoiling us and ruining us on things.
1: Yeah, going backwards I guess would be it, it, it is, is the hard. is the worst thing. Like if you had it's a done so Witcher hard. 2 first, you might yeah. not notice it as much.
0: The characters are great, the voice acting is great. So, if you can stomach it, definitely play it, but I I I I do not recommend The Witcher 2.
2: Remake, it's got to happen at some point, and it. I hope so. Do a remastered version of it.
0: You would think but on on remakes Red Dead is the one that I want. Here we go on Red Dead again. But you can't even play it. It's <laughs> not even on the PC. Like, put that on the PC, Rockstar. You put uh, the GTA, and that was that was interesting, putting Grand Theft <laughs> on there. <laughs> Maybe they shouldn't if it's going to be that way, <laughs> the way that went down. But no, put that in there. All right, so one thing about Istredd and Geralt is, I won't get into it, but Short of Ice. Go read Short of Ice. I know yeah, y'all are half. both. You, you oh, you read half? that one? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, what would you think of it?
2: Uh, oh, I loved it. it oh, it's great. amazing. It's so good.
0: It's so good. Okay, diatribe, Brett time. The one thing I love about it is it also introduced, I don't know if it introduces, I should know that being in there, but it talks about the wild, uh, wild elf, Christ. It talks <laughs> about the wild hunt. And Yen talks about this. because gives this backstory, he talks about the winter queen, the queen mm-hmm. of winter. And truth is what, you know, Luz, you know, it slips through like a shard of ice. It is, it is just amazing.
2: I have to be honest. I think I did when I finished it, as much as I love like the interplay between Istrid and Geralt and Yennefer, uh, I did unfortunately have to Google what the hell some of it was talking <laughs> about. Really, I'm a little bit dense, mate. I, I was like, what? What does the truth of the shall mean? Like, what? And yeah, eventually I worked it out. But that's okay. also a good a sign of a good book if you you leave with questions that you know. Mm-hmm. Like after I watch a series, I'm often like on YouTube, like what, wanting to watch stuff, and that's the first time yeah. I read like
1: ending explained. <laughs> when you
0: want more, absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. And Lucy, I swear, you've got to read it. You don't, it, it, it's, it's a standalone <laughs> no, story. Off. Like I'm being serious. It's a standalone story. It doesn't, you don't need to know okay. anything else before it, but it's all Yen and Geralt. It's really all their relationship. And then like they've made Ishrid such a bigger character in season mm-hmm. two. And I love it. The guy's great. The character's great. I just, it's so good in there because it just shows whenever people are saying, that, oh, Yen and Geralt are destined to be together. If we get from a short of ice is maybe, maybe they're not. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they're not. Like Geralt knows what he needs to do, but he just can't do it. Yen is saying, I need this. You know what I need? And Geralt's pride or whatever Everyone college is like, no. And Yen mm-hmm. is like, all right, fuck off. And then he's like, oh, go to Istrid. And she's like, no, fuck off to you. Like she tells about both basically fuck off. Like it's great. love that for her it is and it's (laughs) it goes back to maybe Geralt shouldn't be with anybody I don't know. I love it I love it because it it doesn't like like Spessy said it's not cut and dry what you should really take out of it of who he should be with or what they are and I just I don't know like I said it's one thing I wish they could have put in the show maybe they still might because they they don't have to put that in there but with Wild Hunt maybe they'll do it next season to talk more about the Wild Hunt
1: I think Istrid, like you were saying, he's been made a much bigger role in season two. And especially in this episode, he's used a lot for the audience to get an explanation as to what's going on. Like even when he's just by himself, he's either chatting away to himself or he's speaking to this statue of I was gonna say King Rogner, but you said something different. Roegner?
0: It's sure. I think it's one of those. There's another <laughs> there's another name for it, especially.
2: What is that? Hognar. <laughs> Pogner? <laughs> yeah. He's All right. a, uh, King Pogner. Yeah. He's um, one of my favorites.
1: Is he? Yes. At the time, I didn't know who King Pogner was. So I had a quick Google there. And he is Pavetta's father? Yes. Is he K- also in K- Gwent?
0: He's the guy that, um, he's the guy that Duny, like, saved to get the child surprise.
1: Okay. Oh, yes. fuck.
0: Can I say that? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Can I say hey. that?
1: Is that disgusting? Oh, Dunny, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dunny.
0: yeah, Dunny. Yeah, Dunny. Yeah, we know that from the first Dunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I cool. Can say the other names. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> he's the one who Dunny saved. And if you look at the um like the Gwent card, that's kind of what it is. Okay. Like he's kind of just like laying there in you know in the bushes. Yeah, in the bushes. <laughs> and uh, so this yeah. is a
1: little bit of a coincidence that Istrid happens to be speaking to the father or the grandfather of Siri in this situation. It's kind of all tying in together
0: yeah it's uh yeah and then we'll see like the bloodline later and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's an interesting interesting gwent car that it kind of comes back and it's good and then it's it's kind of not good i don't know it's probably not good right now is it
2: i think it's so mate but i'm biased i'm his biggest fan
0: okay <laughs> uh, there you go there you go you can you can make it good make it good Speaking of Cyrilla Fiona Ellen Riannon, she is with Vesemir here. And I don't know, maybe I misread this as well. But Vesemir seems to be kind of grooming her. Like he knows what he's doing to try to get her to agree to these trials, right? Is it kind is it in any way icky? Am I just, am I looking at this wrong? Specy, did you get anything out of that?
2: I hated Vesemir in this yeah, show. yeah. I'm not a fan. I'm sorry.
0: Okay, why is it? Like, the whole, like, whole characterization?
2: Yeah, didn't it? Like, okay. I just felt like this whole, like, point where he was, like, um, like, fair enough, I can see why he would be interested in it, but, like, to undermine, like, his relationship with Geralt alone is, like, enough for this just to be weird. And then also, like, oh, Ciri, like, I'm going to inject you, and then Geralt just shows up, like... <laughs> The perfect moment. That's the Hollywood though, you know. Very Hollywood moment.
1: I was kind of the whole this whole episode, it was leading towards the end where he tries to perform the the trials of the grasses on her. And it was it was annoying because in the previous episodes, I've loved Papa Vez and I loved what he was doing with the character. Um so did you uh, like because
0: I know you said for did you like? His character, or did you like the actor's I don't know the actor, and like I'm a
1: bit biased. That's, that's him, yeah, I?
0: okay.
1: Yeah, I need to take off the rose-colored glasses <laughs> and stop being in love with Kim Bodnia. Um, but yeah, I I saw when when they first arrived in Karen Warren in episode two, I think I did like him. I thought he gave a good his character was like good, warming, but also kind of stern. Like I thought that was good. And then this episode, you see him slowly trying to convince Tris and Siri to first of all just create the mutagen which I thought that's I thought you know that makes sense he just wants to see if they can make it again and then oh, no. also
0: is that coming through
1: what was
2: that bit... is that my phone that's coming through yeah what was that I
1: just heard something
2: I'm watching my own video just to make sure it was not like completely scuffed oh okay I, mean... I got so confused was then. that you laughing me making like very odd noises okay. <laughs> for that. I heard that I was like, it's what? Right. My video got posted during the podcast. And I was just, my, yeah. It's my tough. editor does it and I just went, to make sure it was all good. Okay. <laughs>
1: Why would that come through? That doesn't make any sense that that come through unless it's really loud.
2: Yeah. It's probably, yeah.
0: I Weird. Okay. Lucy, continue
2: if you can. Let me
1: remember where I am. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm leaving um, that in,
2: by the way. In the- <laughs> I've been caught red handed for.
1: <laughs> in this episode, yeah, I thought it made sense that he was curious as to whether or not he could rec- recreate the mutagen. I thought that makes sense for Vesemir. He wants to try and save his group of people, the Witchers. But then I did, as soon as I as soon as it takes the turn of him then injecting it into Siri, I thought this is just wrong. It's just weird. And I know what you mean by it's a little bit groomy because he was sort of almost playing on the fact that he knows that Ciri look is looking for a purpose. He knows that Siri loves the Witchers now. She wants to
0: be one too.
1: She wants to be one as well. Yeah, he knows how much she sort of idolizes Geralt in a way. So I know what you mean with the sort of grooming aspect of it. Um, but honestly, at the end of the episode where Geralt comes and saves the day, like Vesemir's face when you can tell that he realizes it's all a big mistake. Like it broke my heart.
0: That was crushing, if you will. Yeah. Especially, what did you think of like the the supporting Witchers as a whole?
2: Honestly, I, I quite liked Lambert. I have to say, like I thought Lambert was kind of pretty cool. I okay. liked his actor. Like, I know a lot of people said that he was, like, too harsh, but I kind of just took it, like, as just, like, banter more than anything. Like, it was kind of brutal banter, but I did still feel, like, it was kind of, you know, it's kind of the way I talk to my little sister sometimes, you know? <laughs> right? So I liked Lambert. Like, obviously, like, the whole Eskel thing's, like, uh, another yeah. thing altogether. But, like, it did just seem, like, a little bit shallow to have so many of them, you know? i i feel i i kind of like the set of Kemor and i like the atmosphere there but it, like there's mm. lots of it that just felt a bit shallow and maybe like the sheer amount of witches that were there and just didn't quite feel right
0: okay and we we'll plug it again at the end but we were on one of your a couple of your youtube videos oh yeah uh, as well discussing that and more so that will definitely be in the show notes and we'll plug those again at the end but yeah if you want to hear more uh more in depth about us three as well about the care more and the witchers and all that, Yet uh, yeah, check out Specie's vigias in the YouTubes, as they say it. There was one line from here when Ciri says that Calantha hated elves, Vesemir responds with sometimes our deepest hate is for the things we cannot change about ourselves. So that was a very mm. poignant line. It was very good. And it's another real good thing about the Witcher to hit on that so much of it is about hate and even this is like a projection. And this projection of hate that something like Kalantha would put on to somebody else. Because again, if it's this elven blood, this elder blood is going through their lines. And something I really hope people take away about The Witcher, because that's such a massive theme of this series show. Everything in between is this about hate.
1: Yeah, I think I thought that line was really good as well. I thought that's one that's going to stick out for sure. And it kind of just made me think about when in series one, when we see Pavetta, they have that whole thing at the in Sintra of where everyone's trying to come and take Pavetta's hand basically and you know Pavetta ex- experiences that whole thing of the magic and that's probably Kalanthe's first experience of it and saw how much destruction it could cause you can understand why she's scared of it and why she would want to shy Siri away from it but also it's kind of went went too far and she's got this deep hatred for elves so it's it is a good thing in the Witcher yeah to have that displayed and the quote kind of brings it full circle, I thought.
0: Speaking of elves, Triss and Siri go through these like trances and she's like a part yeah. of it and they become real when people start commenting on them. She's Pavetta and Dunny. We get to see Lara Doran. And again, for people that have the history of it and know what it is, I just, mm-hmm. this is a callback to the Light Show in episode one, when he tells this story, the elf created that falls in love yeah. with the human mage. This is Lara Doran. This is where the elder blood comes from. This is the one descendant of Siri. This is why everybody wants to get her. This is why those spectral riders in the sky want to get her. In this trance, she starts spouting like Ithlian's prophecy. This is where I forgive all the shortcomings of the show. I watched this, I mentioned before, we got to watch these early. I watched this in the airport terminal. And when this <laughs> is going on and when it ended, I wanted just to go like grab people like, oh, my God, it's the, the wild hunt. Da, da, da. And I couldn't do it. And I couldn't talk to anybody about it. And it was killing me. But then we see the wild hunt in the sky. And while watching this is the third time I've heard it, I could probably watch it again. I get goosebumps. And honestly, at times I almost even tear up because this is just what it's about. This is what I love. And this is so well done that it's like, OK, they can hit this for me. They might miss on other stuff I don't like, but they can hit it for me. And I just the Wild Hunt just did it for me. As soon as I saw them there, I'm like, okay, all is forgiven. The fucking Wild Hunt is here. <laughs> I, I'm just, I love it. I love it.
1: I love this whole scene. I thought they made a, they made it really eerie and unsettling. Whereas it would feel real for Triss and Siri in the moment, but it, there was something not quite right. They, even just like the different weird camera angles they were using just to make it seem not normal i loved lara doran i love that she's got an irish accent that's a big win and then like you say yeah when the wild hunt show up then it's just they they look scary like i think they seem like a really intimidating weird presence and her tris is completely traumatized in this scene and she's already went through so much she's already sort of you know going through sort of going through ptsd with this with her burns and then she's been put through this i just feel awful for her.
2: Yeah, I really like the scene. There's actually like an extra scene that I, I saw at some point, I think on like one of the Netflix geek shows um, that took place just after this where Triss like was just like collapsed on the floor oh, at yeah. this point and and Geralt walks in and just Triss was just completely gone, as you say, like very traumatized. And uh, I really like the scene. Like also like the bit that um, I remember that I really enjoyed was like Siri seeing her parents. And I think mm. Tris was like, or Siri said like, this is the day that my parents left me or whatever it was, you know, um, that was like a really cool thing to see as well.
1: It was so eerie when they started, all the people that are in this sort of trance start noticing Tris and that's what, or Tris and Siri, where Tris was saying, they're not supposed to see us or speak to us. And then it's mainly Pavetta that starts in sort of really, really staring down Siri and she can tell that they're there. I thought that was
0: really eerie. Laying the groundwork as well, not only for later this season, for what may come up, but also potentially in the future for Triss's motivations and the way she acts going forward. Cause she's obviously just fucking scared. And at this point she understands, whoa, Siri is unlike anything else to say she's special is quite the understatement, Yeah. but yeah, no, the wild hunt I know comes from a lot of people who have played the games. The Witcher three is literally called the wild hunt and just there's so much they can do with it it's one thing i didn't think i would like so much but it's Mm. just something in there to really make it fantastical part of the fantasy
1: it'll be so exciting to see where it goes next series now really to the
0: last people that we have not talked about we're in Sintra or zintria frangilla kair and dear friend of the show francesca who it is a little different watching her on screen now yeah like hey we spoke with her but in here all the elves are basically checking in all these elves and anybody coming into Centura. and the arrival of Commander Mar Kilik comes here and delivers that. He is so tightly wound. Caer is uh, especially. What do you think of Caer?
2: I really like the actor. Um, it's an actor that I've seen in like some things before, and uh, he's just got quite a serious aura about him, and like doesn't he kind of looks like someone you wouldn't want to mess with as well. With. Yeah. Cool as well so i do like him like the whole thing with him and yennefer was like a bit of a weird partnership felt like maybe we could have got like i don't know if he developed that much you know but like overall i do like the actor that plays him
0: did you think they were potentially going to do anything romantic or like kiss
2: He didn't get that but did? would, okay would no to that though to be fair i could have been pretty cool okay. i
1: fully thought that they were going to kiss at one point like i was i was there for it as well
2: <laughs> I, I was crossed my mind really Really? oh my god
1: I thought he was like infatuated with her at one point and I thought they are gonna kiss
0: but I think that he was definitely impressed by what happened at sodden what he saw and we talked about like the it's still too early I'm not awake I can't think of the word word but basically what he saw at sodden when he was in charge and she basically is the reason why he and Nilfgaard lost at sodden but yeah he was so impressed with what she did there and I was the same way we spoke about that before just they're not gonna kiss they're not gonna (laughs) do that but yeah they're here he's here now
1: the partnership, yeah, I loved this. We get a very short scene with uh, Francesca bringing Frangilla a flower, and they just talk about how they've never had a partner before. So I, I just love this relationship between them too. They're two great characters, and they're working really nicely together. Francesca then brings Frangilla out to meet uh, the next boat of elves arriving, and that's one of those moments that. Fringilla just happens to go out there when Cahir is out there and yeah Cahir is just been a real asshole and um but then he's you know thankfully he's let in when Fringilla just arrives but there's a, there's a very short moment where we just see there's a lot of tension between Fringilla and Kahir. I don't know what Fringilla thought had happened to Kahir, whether she thought he was dead or whether she thought he was lost or but it seems a bit tense now that he's come back where she's taken on such a leadership role and especially she's created this partnership uh, that's working really well with francesca and she's obviously thinking in this moment how is kahir's return gonna rock the boat i guess i'm
0: kind of confu- not really confused but kair comes here and now he's in charge mm. so i don't understand exactly that power dynamic because he's obviously a military leader she's not mm. so does he i guess gain rank because he's the military and is what exactly is her title?
1: Yeah, I don't know what her role is at all, yeah, officially. Just,
0: <laughs> yeah, Head, head mage. Yeah, know, <laughs>
1: head some, bitch. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I love her. I've loved Fringella this whole series. I think she's great.
0: There really isn't anybody major, like any of the major characters I've really had too big of an issue with, I've kind of enjoyed. And there's so many of them too.
1: Yeah, there is, there's lots of different characters. Even like when we look at the notes, or what what characters we want to discuss in this episode there's loads of little duos to go through and there's not like obviously we've got your main three characters but other than that there's yeah. so many sort of like next well the yeah, other big down.
0: supporting ones like to say yeah
1: supporting actors that's that's the especially role especially who, who's, who's your thinking.
0: favorite character overall from the series
2: the ah. oh <laughs> i don't yeah. know I've, he's great i've really liked uh that short story um That's like off the top of my head, I would say. But Yasky has also got to be up there, I think. It's not (laughs) Nivellin. That threw threw me off so much. Ask with pronunciations.
0: Yeah, it's everyone. I swear, everyone said Nivellin, Nivellin, and then they throw up Nivellin, and I'm like, God damn it! (laughs) It's gonna throw everyone off there again. I mean, obviously, there's no way they'll find a way to bring him back, right? How amazing would that be if they could keep that under wraps? and bring him back in the future like what we didn't see him die did we no he didn't they they obviously left on bad terms but yes he he, he could come back we'll see you know he was well you know well received i don't know anybody who didn't enjoy that episode Mm. or his performance so it was
1: out of nowhere as well because i i think myself included a lot of people thought it was going to be like a jokey kind of jovial character which it was initially and then it was super serious and he did this whole monologue at the end that was just like so impressive
0: torment i just was like okay this is (laughs) torment torment in a bear suit but no it it, it was great it was great all right so one thing i have a couple things on here if y'all have any nitpicks as well uh there's a common trope in medieval fantasy or just medieval in general that all peasant commoners are shit-stained mouth-breathing racist mean dickheads and same thing with like sex workers prostitutes and all of that is everyone's just bad they're never seen in a positive light and at first this sex worker that yen was talking to was kind of helping her i'm like okay good this will be it and then she turns him in or turns her in because mm. you know girls got eight but <laughs> it's just okay i don't know i'm not it's not that big a deal but i just i was hoping at least with this we may just see that i don't know this this portrayal just does not need to be the whole way we can do something different with it again that's just that's just one of mine right there but if y'all have any thoughts on that i'm i'm open to ears or just tell mm. me shut the hell up and watch the show no
1: i get what you mean i was disappointed because i thought it was good at first that she was helping Jennifer out and then when she turned her in, I was like, fuck, you know, it was just like, it is a shame because I thought she would have sided with Yen in that moment because she saw that Yen was in trouble. But then you do get where she's coming from, where she is just, you know, a peasant and she needs to make money somehow.
0: Almost all humans are bad also. And it seems like all <laughs> elves are good. And you people might be surprised at me saying that because I obviously love the elves and everything. But is that another thing I'm misreading?
1: up until this point that's how we see it yeah i'm trying Mm. to trying to forget what happens in the next few episodes (laughs) to sort of turn the tides but i think maybe they were just trying to build it up that all the elves are good for that big dramatic bit in the end to make that hit harder
2: i I guess also just like helping you sympathize with elves because you might like naturally not the average viewer might not have you know what have i got in common with them why would i sympathize with them but seeing like there's that one scene during the show where someone's One of the elves is like being made to wet themselves, for example. Mm. That scene like just kind of helps uh, probably the average viewer like understand that the elves are just, you know, in a lot of trouble and actually the humans are kind of douchebags. We've had like two and a half seasons of it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like they've really hit over because there's just a little bit in that first season. Uh, I remember when uh, Siri was at that camp when Mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember exactly when it was, but Siri was at that camp talking with them and they made that one, I think it was like a halfling. Is that what it was? A dwarf or something like that that was helping. They, you know, treating them like shit. But okay. Another thing. And again, it's just a nitpick of nitpicks because I'm a history nerd, dork. When those Nilfgaardians are harassing Istrid and Geralt and they're trying to get passes and they're like, I don't care. and throws away. Geralt just comes over and knocks this dude on the head with the pommel end. I assume it's the pommel end of his sheathed double, double swords. And it just knocks the dude out and he's wearing a helmet. And it's just one of those. It's just annoying because that's what helmets are for. (laughs) <laughs> and if it's for when you get your bell rung like that, you don't actually get knocked out and you survive. So I don't know. Again, a little nitpick by me.
2: For me, the only thing is like just the coincidences. Like as I mentioned before, mm. Geralt shows up like just at that moment. And and I remember like um Geralt and Istrid like at the bottom of the monolith when like series powers like go crazy at like that exact moment. That's kind of the only thing, but like sort is what it is, you know, it's to be expected in a TV show. But mm. it was a, it was too obvious for my liking when Geralt just shows up. Siri, Siri and Syria and Vestimere were gonna go through with it. But then bang, Geralt shows up at that exact moment.
1: Yeah.
2: It was there. Yeah, that was my main main thing I didn't vibe with.
1: That's fair, I think.
2: Overall,
0: what did y'all think of this episode?
2: I liked it. There's a lot of stand moments. Um I think particularly like the Yennefer and Yaskia like interaction, that's like the part of the Um, the series like one of my favorite parts of the series and I I like the Lara Doran flashback as well so overall it's a yay from me.
1: I would say the same Uh, one of my favorite parts of this episode is the Yennefer Yaskier arc from enemies to chaotic dramatic best friends and I think one of my favorite scenes is where they're getting chased and it it plays some kind of like jolly it reminds me of that witcher two music that you play on your stream Brett. um and they're getting chased through the town and yaskier's like oh she's so scary and it's just like a little funny moment for them both um in the middle of what was quite a serious situation and usually i'm not too fond of the comedic comedic there you go relief um but i thought i loved that scene and it was like kind of jolly and just them running around and yeah their their relationship how it developed i loved that in this episode uh so overall it's probably a middle of the road episode for me i think.
0: Jennifer is really just all over the place like they took her magic yeah. away i don't i still don't know really what to think of that so much but again her performance what she does she's very mm-hmm. good at it she's very active very moving around you know her her storyline is there and yeah, a lot of fun with it as well. And Deathless Mother and all that fun stuff. She made another appearance. We never not really talk about Deathless Mother, but we'll be all right. And yeah, The Witcher 2 Tavern music was all that I played while playing through Dragon Age Inquisition. I've heard that for probably 30 hours now. It's not gonna get old. It never oh. got old. It's only a minute and a half. And that is my just ultimate background oh music now.
2: Minutes. It just keeps it's going, so, but it's it so good. Going. Oh my Lord. Yeah. <laughs> i was sure I could do it. I haven't listened to it though. Dude, I, I mean,
0: it's, I literally just put Witcher 2 Tavern in Spotify. It's the first one came up. I don't think it's actually the name, but I'll send it to you. Uh-huh, and sounds good I, I'm telling you, it just, it, and people in chat were just like, how is this not getting old? I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. it's just not, it's just not doing it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us again please rate and review apple podcast spotify tell people about it you can find us on twitter witcher podcast you can also email us at witcherpod at gmail.com but again twitter be the best thing again we'll all see it me and lucy both i was going to say occupy it but that is not the correct term we both <laughs> run it we're both on it we both have access yeah. to it again send <laughs> anything there we'll get that especially again thank you so much for your time and being on the show, where can people find you?
2: Yeah, pleasure. Thanks for having me. Um, I stream on Twitch every day, twitch.tv forward slash specimen. And if you're interested in Gwent stuff as well, I do stream. I do upload to YouTube, which is youtube.com forward slash specimen Gwent, something like that. <laughs> uh, specimen Gwent, you'll find me. And then on Twitter, I'm the same as well, at specimen Gwent.
0: There is also, again, as I mentioned before, there are also some Netflix Witcher series videos on there yeah that uh have me and lucy as well but so no you've got i mean would you have like a half dozen of them or something like that
2: yeah there's there's a few i can't remember exactly i think it's like three i okay. want to say yeah um i was working on a few more but unfortunately netflix copyrights oh that's right that's right so there wasn't as many as i was hoping for in the that end is, but...
0: i do not understand that at all because i've seen other people was it i think they, it might have been tracy they, or someone else yeah had issues with it
2: up. basically the people that don't get copyright straight, they speed up. video and they only include like five second clips each time
0: okay because there's some big time youtubers that they have like an hour-long review videos of it Mm -hmm. out i've also seen people saturate the colors as well
2: Mm -hmm. in
0: previous shows maybe that's it but again thank you so much we will 100 percent whenever we get back on the witcher 3 (laughs) god god knows when that's gonna be we have a whole (laughs) lot of that to do um we had you on the one with the bloody baron We'll mm-hmm. definitely have you on again sometime in the future if you're up for it. Winning so, me, yeah, perfect. All right, thanks again, Lucy. Where can people find you?
1: Uh, I'm Lucy J. Robin on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, and then we'll pop the Discord link into the show notes as well.
0: All right, you can find me on Twitter at the Fox Ride Four, and on Twitch. Hopefully, not tilting. As again, I've had that <laughs> cathartic moment. <laughs> where I will undoubtedly get drunk and then wake up at 7 a.m. to record because I'm an idiot. (laughs) But yeah, that madness you can find there. Join us next time as we discuss episode six, Dear Friend.